0: Welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 79, The Mummy. Hello, Hallie.
1: Hello,
0: David. Hello,
1: Kristen. That's me if I was wrapped up like a mummy saying hello, David. Good one.
0: Great. I
2: couldn't remember what hello in ancient Egyptian was. How so dare I you? Didn't, I didn't say it. I said it perfectly. No, you didn't. You said yeah. a mummy's version of what it is. That's not... The original dialect.
1: It actually is the original dialect, but mummified. You no one's known. Know.
0: <laughs> Hello, listeners. No. Thank you for joining us. The Mummy is a 1999 American action-adventure film, written and directed by Stephen Sommers. It is a remake of the 1932 film of the same name. The Mummy stars Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, and Arnold Vosloo as the titular mummy. So development of the film was quite a process. It, <laughs> it, uh, it was a big multi-year affair with several different directors and screenplays before settling on the final version. Clive yeah, Clive Barker and George Romero were both attached to the film at different points. And somebody at some point in time had the idea of Daniel Day-Lewis as like a brooding <laughs> mummy. he was going to be the he was going to be the main character at one point the main mummy character yeah there's a really great and like pretty lengthy section on the movie's wikipedia page about all of this and if you're interested in like the could have been surrounding the film I recommend checking it out it's actually kind of interesting there's also a note that Tom Cruise Brad Pitt, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were all offered Fraser's role but They either didn't want it, or they couldn't fit it in their schedules. So, looking for someone with some real star power, after (laughs) all those people turned it down, they hit up Brendan Fraser, because George of the Jungle was doing really well at the box office. (laughs) And they were like, we need that George of the Jungle guy.
1: Oh man, we need that energy. It's funny, because Tom Cruise did the remake, so like he got his wish, in a way.
0: He did. He was in the remake, which... There was a 2017 reboot that um, was supposed to go into like a whole, it was called the Dark Universe, but Universal Studios was trying to make an entire cinematic universe of their monster movies, but the the Mummy remake did so poorly, they canceled the entire universe. (laughs) They were like, nope, we're not going to do that.
1: You know, I saw the movie and I don't think it was that bad. Is it like my favorite movie? Nah, and I admittedly don't remember much about it, but the remake wasn't terrible. It just, it doesn't, you know, hold a candle to the 99 one.
0: The Wikipedia also states, with a citation from a newspaper that I can't actually access online, um, <laughs> but apparently they wrote up a whole article about how filming was super fraught, like lots of people getting bitten or stung by wildlife. Um, <laughs> dehydration becoming a real problem since they were shooting on location in the Sahara. And Brendan Fraser apparently almost died in the scene where uh, his character is hanged.
2: Yikes. Wait, was that, was that, were they actually hanging the man?
0: So (laughs) it Uh, feels uh, like, it feels like there should have been a safer way to film this. And there is some disagreement between Brendan Fraser and the director over how things went. But he really did black out in the hanging scene due to there not being enough slack in the noose rope or something. Where he's like, where he's swinging back and forth. Where they actually, like, drop the body. That's a a stunt double in a harness. That one was, like, done safely. But where he's just, like, swaying around afterwards. Apparently, the director was like, take out some of the slack in the rope. Let's make it look real good. And... The people on the set just thought he was like acting up a storm. There goes Brendan Fraser, <laughs> but he was really like choking out and passed out.
2: But I, I, feel like that whole situation could have been avoided.
0: Yeah, so does Brendan With Fraser. Some... <laughs> he, he was pretty mad about it.
2: Really sorry, Brendan. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, accidentally hanged.
0: Yeah, so um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening on the Mummy set.
2: So this is just a cursed movie in all ways. Yeah. One of those, one of those things.
0: Except at the box office. <laughs> the Mummy. <laughs> I was... bet it
2: was all worth it for Brendan when he saw oh, those yeah. box office numbers.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it was shot on an $80 million budget and was a box office smash, earning over $416 million worldwide. Critics were a little bit mixed. It has a 61% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like pretty medium. Yeah. though <clears throat> Roger Ebert has the best review of them all he states that quote there's hardly a thing I can say in its favor except that I was cheered by nearly every minute of it I cannot, I cannot argue for the script the direction the acting or even the mummy but I can say that I was not bored and sometimes I was unreasonably pleased <laughs> which all right yeah I can I can get behind you know
1: that what? yeah. It's a fun little
0: movie. Yeah. The Mummy was enough of a success that it led to two sequels, as well as The Scorpion King, a prequel starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, an animated series which follows the O'Connells and their teenage son, and, as we mentioned, the 2017 reboot starring Tom Cruise, which was really bad, I guess. <laughs> Kristen disagrees, but she's I, I, minority. I hear
1: that Mummy 2... The one with Brendan Fraser is very good. Like, I hear the first mummy's great, second mummy's great. I never hear anyone talk about the third mummy, so that doesn't <laughs> bode well. But I have yet to see it. And one of these days, maybe I will.
3: Maybe. But in case I want
1: to anyone else was like, wow, this is a good time. I hope the second one is good. I hear it is, but I cannot vouch for it.
0: Yeah, I also cannot because this is the one and only mummy film I've seen.
1: Hmm.
0: But, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, the mummy is the story of Imhotep, a priest in the ancient <laughs> Egyptian city of Thebes. He's in love with the pharaoh's mistress, Anxunamen, and the two of them kill the pharaoh so that they can be together. Anxunamen kills herself once the pharaoh's guards close in, believing that Imhotep can resurrect her. He tries to do so, but is stopped during the ritual by the pharaoh's bodyguards. guards and put alive into a sarcophagus filled with a bunch of (laughs) flesh-eating scarabs with a curse on him. Several thousand years later, Rick O'Connell, an American adventurer, discovers Hamanophtra, the city of the dead where Imhotep is buried. When he meets Egyptologist and librarian Evelyn and her brother Jonathan, the three team up to return to Hamanophtra in search of treasure. Little did they know that Imhotep still lies buried in the city and is waiting to be set free. Some canopic jars, a swarm of locusts, and a scarab that really gets under your skin, it's the mummy.
2: What the fuck, David?
0: It really you know, does.
1: When when I was little, I think it's one of the men in black movies, but I'm not positive, there is a bug that like goes under their skin and just like crawls around a bit and it it like terrified me. I hated bugs. I didn't really enjoy bugs before, but especially that just like Really did a number on me. And the person was wearing a red shirt. So almost every time I wore a red shirt, I was like, oh God, they were wearing red when the bug got inside them. <laughs> this is the bug color. <laughs> this is this the bug is color. The color the and, bugs come for. So I really, I cannot imagine what little me would have done if I had seen this movie and was like, God, another bug goes under. so I probably would have just, no. I no. was
2: not. A fan, but it awakened a memory in me, which now that you have said your story, may be Men in Black. But when we were watching it, I was like, oh my god, wait, I remember this because I had seen a snippet of it on TV with the bug crawling under the skin and how much I didn't like it. Was someone wearing a red shirt? Um, in your memory? I, I, I don't know. My memory only came back once I was watching it unfold. So now the memory is of the person in the mummy. It's overwritten whatever the original memory was. (sighs) Fine, fine. Yeah, it happens.
0: I have no memories of any bugs under anybody's skin. Except for now, because of this movie.
1: And it will haunt you for the rest of your days. It might. I did
0: remember, while you were talking about that, one of the scary movie memories I have. There was a movie on TV... And I just remember somebody with a nail gun, like, shooting at somebody and, like, pinning somebody's arm to the wall with nails. Ugh. Like, ugh, why was this on Ouch. television when I was five? Who can say?
2: Who can say? Your mother probably could.
0: Maybe? Text
1: her right now.
0: Yeah, you could. Just ask her. No, she probably doesn't know that I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the personality quiz. Hallie, who'd you get?
2: I got... Evelyn Carnahan. You're very smart, but you don't have a very strong self-preservation instinct. You just want to learn more about everything, and your curiosity gets you into some sticky situations. Plus, your clumsiness doesn't help. Kind of a downer to end the biography on, but that's okay, because I liked Evelyn.
0: Yeah. Evelyn's great. Evelyn
1: is great. She's a real peach and a half.
2: Yeah, is, is that... Did you get Evelyn? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're into here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also got Evelyn. Hey, look at a that. A peach and a half. Because I am a peach and a half. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's funny because apparently when I, like, read my results and took a picture of it, I did not click, click on read more. Um, So it's good that you also got Evelyn because it just says plus your clumsiness (laughs) dot dot dot. And like there wasn't much more after that, but I'm like, oh, there's just two (laughs) words. I don't know what it is. It's it's something. So mystery solved. Mystery solved. David, who did you did you get Evelyn? I hope you got Evelyn. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Evelyn's all around. Trio of Evelyn's.
1: Although, if I wasn't going to get Evelyn, I wanted to be um, the guy with the face tattoos who's trying to stop the mummy. He's cool. Oh,
0: yeah. That guy. I don't yeah, know like member
1: of the Ancient Guard or whatever. Yeah. 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 I hear he's Classic.
2: in the second one a bit
1: more. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I yeah.
2: hope they become best friends and he just
1: hangs along with them like all the time. Um, They get matching face tattoos, actually. Thank God.
0: Hold on, sorry.
1: How dare you? Okay.
0: I think we're good. No, my sp- maybe I should just close that window. Let's just close this window.
1: Like a literal window.
0: No, my um Spotify like just Spotify just clicked on for no reason, and my headphones were filled with uh, Cornflake Girl by Tori Amos, <laughs> which is a song I like, but not right um, now. Not right now, Tori Amos.
1: That's because
2: Spotify sucks. Spotify is great, and it just like you're just not the chosen ones. Like, I don't know what else to tell Spotify you.
1: Spotify is garbage. It's wonderful. Um, one of our listeners has a similar experience to me. So, ergo, well, I think our that your experience you're both is true, and you are a liar doing something wrong. How dare you! How dare you talk about our listeners that
2: way? Talking (laughs) about one listener that way. One listener and you. I'm sorry, listener. You know who you are. (laughs) I just, I just, I just don't find your story plausible. Interesting.
1: Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So, we're all Evelyn. That was great. Seeing. (laughs) Yay! Seeing the movie for the first time. Like, I know this is the kind of movie that I've claimed not to like in the past. And I was trying to think about what makes this one different from like National Treasure or Pirates of the Caribbean, both of which feel like they're in the same genre and which I was kind of medium on. And I think the Bummy, and especially like the, just all the way down from the script to the acting to even like the... I don't know, the casting decision stuff. It just doesn't seem to take itself very seriously and everyone's just having a real good old time.
2: Oh yeah, constantly.
0: There's um there's a lot of like dumb body horror. There's really goofy action and fight sequences. The plot it's doesn't particularly horror. matter or make sense, and yet you're David, still able this... to follow everything important. Is uh-huh. this you
1: saying that you liked an action and adventure movie?
0: Yeah, and it has it has what? Benny. Like what a scoundrel that Benny. It's
1: got Benny. He's yeah. such
0: a he's such a
2: ne'er-do-well. What a shitty yeah. person. Yeah.
0: A real blaggard.
2: <laughs> I was really hoping that Benny would live and then that he somehow caused the problem in every single subsequent mommy movie in the franchise. I really wanted him to be recurring. He maybe yeah.
1: does. We don't
2: know. That's true.
0: He could be The Scorpion King. No, he can't be.
1: (laughs) That's a prequel.
0: That's a prequel.
1: Um, we don't know about Benny's life before this, David. That's true.
0: That's true. He could be he could be the Scorpion King. Anyways, yeah, no, I thought this one was great. It was like an eight.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fun
2: movie. It is so high. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. There was something Completely undeniably charming about it. I also can't quite put my finger on it. I think, I think also just like anything to do with ancient Egypt is a slam dunk for most people. People are like, oh, Egypt, pyramids, mummies, curses.
1: I and say yeah, that you know, every time anyone mentions Egypt
2: mummies, curses. Yeah, pyramids. I already don't remember the things that I said, but yeah, that's how everybody reacts when, um, when Egypt. Is, uh, is a location and or a major plot point. Can you imagine what
1: everyone just did at the World Cup this past couple weeks? Like, what was everyone... That was in Egypt, right? Uh, Qatar. God! <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. <Yeah, yeah>. No! <laughs> I was just gonna let you continue talking about it. Not
1: really close <laughs> to Egypt. I swear I heard it was in Egypt. Okay, well then someone mentioned Egypt around the time that someone mentioned the World Cup and my brain was like... <laughs> They were in the same place. That's what happened. Okay, well, then, um, I stand by what I said. Well, you're wrong. Was it really not in Egypt? Wow. No.
2: Yeah, it no, was, it was. It sure wasn't.
1: <gasps> don't know how that famously
2: happened. Famously not. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do that, David. Yeah, this was the first time it was in the Middle East, I think. Anyway, anyway, cut Egypt, that part out. Mummies, pyramids, it's great. They were just like, let's, 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 yeah, let's harness all of this, all of this stuff that yeah. admittedly the white Americans really, really like because it's, you know, exotic in quotation marks. I just feel like a lot of people are like, ancient Egypt is rad as fuck. And, and it's just so easy to do curses and pyramids and stuff because it's kind of, it's just, I don't know, it feels ethereal. And kind of on the creepy side. I've always been creeped out by pyramids, but like in a good way.
1: In a good way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a really good episode of Jimmy Neutron when they go to the pyramids. I don't remember that episode. What? They go yeah. to the pyramids and then Libby looks just like whatever. Um, I don't. Is it? Claire oh, Panther? yes. Ringing a bell. That's yeah. ringing a bell. And yep. then they're, like, controlling all the mummies and everything. It's a fun time. Yeah, that's it's ringing just, a bell. I think, yeah, it's real easy to, like, get people with that. Plus, it does have a sort of similar thing as, like, National Treasure, where you have someone finding something historical, but then putting more of, like, a fun twist on it. Like, oh no, the mummy has come alive and the curse is happening. Whereas, you know, in National Treasure, it was obviously like, aha, the Declaration of Independence is a map. And I don't know. I think it's like putting a fun, fresh spin on history. I don't know if these people actually existed in history. So there's like a big asterisk there. We don't know. (laughs) But, well, I don't know. It's a good time, is what I'm saying. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time.
0: Yes, I agree with that. I agree with it being a good time.
2: I didn't expect um, the backstory of the mummy to go as hard as it did. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. Like I did not. I I did not like the being mummified alive part. I did, I did not care for that. I mean, I'm fine with it being in because it's like, uh, but but I it. Mm,
0: not a thing that you wish for yourself.
2: It is not a thing that I wished for myself. It it's uh it hit me, hit me bad,
0: hit me real
2: bad. Like the Beatles, like fine, whatever. Like no, they're scary, the Be- but it's over quick. The Beatles, except no. presumably not if they're in the sarcophagus with you. But they were quick, literally every other time even though people made a big deal out of them eating flesh slowly but I didn't I didn't like
1: well, that, this I is didn't like watching it beam
2: up to final life it was scary. this was
1: because they hadn't eaten in so long they were so hungry so they just devoured their little human snacks but if they weren't hungry it was gonna take like forever and that sounds miserable miserable yeah no the Beatles sound bad Although I do like that. That's a, when they that's open... a hot music
0: take, Kristen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, members of my family would disown me. Um, there are... No, I like when they open the car... Saw... Sar... <laughs> I like when they open the sarcophagus. <laughs> and um, they, you know, see the scratch marks and it's like... I... But he also... It, it's... It's like he scratched only in the same spot, like, a couple times. And then he was like, oh, well, I'm not getting out of here. And then took the time in the dark while being eaten alive by Beatles to, like, write whatever he wrote. And I mean that as, like, a genuine thing. That's not me trying to critique the movie and be like, see, this is why it's bad. I think those things are fun. When they're like, um,
2: lol. It bothered me a little bit because fingernails, um, I don't know if, I don't know if... They'd make such defined marks, but that of course doesn't really matter. Yeah. But he was also mummified, so I guess what was the point of mummifying him if the, if the scarabs were just gonna eat through the wrappings so fast? I don't know. I just don't know.
1: Extra, extra. It's like, frightening. There's you a lot about up. it that's
2: frightening, and it's and and I didn't expect that like immediately, nor to last for like 15 minutes. The first like 15 minutes of the movie. Is this backstory.
0: It was a lot. They had a lot of, like, not only everything to do with the mummy and the backstory and, like, the body-painted mistress. And, like, there was there was a lot going on in the first 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, there was, there was a ton. All the CG um, pyramids and the sphinx and everything. Which is, know. like,
2: so funny, because I feel like all you really need for a good mummy story is, like, oh, this mummy died in a sad way. So now he's come back to life, and there's a curse upon any who would plunder this tomb, be it for knowledge or for treasure. But they were just like, nah, they had an affair, and then he tried to bring her back to life, but then the, the king's guards came, uh, and then and then the current pharaoh did it did did a curse and then um and then um if you get the book it just it just really felt like they were stringing it but like in a really fun way they were like what more could we add to this
1: i don't think they were stringing along they were just
0: like
2: i mean like um not stringing along in the sense of like we're not going to give you what you want but like it felt to me almost like they were making like a like a popcorn chain like you make for ornaments like let's just add this affair oh what if there's this curse what if there's this what if there's this like instead of like
1: i thought it mummy
2: a... curse
1: i thought it did a good they, job they just
2: kept going they because... just kept adding them layers
1: but it it worked out well because i feel like oh yeah i'm not arguing that it, it's it's simple enough that they're like oh he's come back and he wants to like raise his true love but then you probably would be like, well, why, why does he need to raise his true love? Why is this curse happening? Like, I, I don't think it was like they kept adding extra things. I think it was just like, here's a good, bat. I prefer it to like a rolling credits intro of someone being like, this is a mummy. His name is Todd. He did some bad things. <laughs> his name is Todd the Mummy. <laughs> Todd the Mummy. It's short for Todrick. <laughs>
2: no i didn't mean it as a bad thing it just like it's so much it's so much for an introductory story
0: it is a lot i agree but
1: you guys are just i keep going back
0: to the roger ebert quote we're like nothing (laughs) there is hardly a thing i can say in the favor of this movie especially like that intro and all of the backstory but still it doesn't matter because i too was cheered by nearly every minute of it
2: like in any other movie i'd be like here's a point against it and i still think like from an objectively quality standpoint the backstory could have been a lot quicker a lot more to the point but i'm like nah, i don't care like there it is they're having fun yeah yeah like I'm just I'm just I'm just so utterly charmed. I agree. By this extremely long
1: fleshed out backstory.
0: Yeah. They're
1: giving us details. So,
0: before we get into the movie itself, I did have I have two questions this time. Here's the first one. So, the Universal Classic Monsters, of which the mummy is one of them. Are you familiar with the Universal Classic Monsters?
2: Um no. I assume that, like, Dracula's one and, like, Frankenstein. Frankenstein's one. Like, famous yeah. like famous movie monsters, yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah, they're all from, like, the... Films from, like, the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Yeah, they, the list of them includes Dracula, Frankenstein, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the mummy, the invisible man, and the wolfman.
2: Nice.
0: Um, of those choices, do you have a favorite? Is there a monster that you're, like particularly into or would go see a film by or Here's... not by <laughs> I, I would see a, a film by any of them honestly <laughs> if they're like in, the, in his directorial debut the creature <laughs> from the black lagoon I'm like all right i'm i'm in whatever that movie is um but if uh there's a movie featuring one of those individuals who would you most like to see who's your favorite
1: i have I, I don't have really
0: have a faith. go ahead, Kristen.
1: I was gonna say I don't really have a favorite because, and I said this to people like over the last couple years, because you know, around Halloween, you kind of want to watch something spooky, except I realize that there are so few modern monster movies. like I feel like and and not like the classic monsters, you know, you maybe have like a new age monster if you're counting like the kaiju as monsters or something go watch pacific rim it'll be a hoot and holler but if we're talking classics like dracula frankenstein i was like when when was there last a frankenstein movie and when we get vampire things it's vampires but it isn't necessarily dracula i remember when i was little going to go see van helsing i remember nothing about it but i think that has to do with dracula specifically But I'm like, in this era of like Batman after Batman and Spider Man after Spider Man, how do we not have a Frankenstein movie? Like, what? And I don't really like old movies because this is probably a bad, like, an unpopular opinion, but I just think everything is so slow paced and low stakes that I'm like, why do I care? So I could go watch the classics, but I suspect that I would be dissatisfied. But I just want there to be like good classic monster movies and no one is doing them. And I hope one day someone realizes this absence, this gap in the market, and then we get like a plethora of monster movies and it'll be a real, a real delightful time but so. to answer your question, David, because no one makes a good monster movie and I don't think I would like the old ones, the only thing I have to go off of is like Count Chocula and Blueberry <laughs> and God, what's the other one? Frankenberry. Pr- so like, can you look, I, the one I know least about is probably Creature of the Black Lagoon. And I'm like, that's an intriguing name. Tell me more about that. So I'm going to go with That one. That's my long answer.
0: Great. So to answer your question, though, as to why there are not more contemporary monster movies, Mm -hmm. it does go back to the 2017 Mummy film that did so poorly (laughs) that... (laughs) Universal scrapped the entire entire cinematic universe that they had okay. going. There, there were plans. It feels like, there were plans it feels like, for all of these other monster movies.
2: They could have done this before then, though. I feel like that was a slam dunk even before the Mummy remake. Like,
1: But here's the thing is, we like... We don't mean the
2: extended universe.
1: A Mummy... I guess I kind of, like... I know that I was just like, where are the modern things? I, and, you know, we did just have a, mo- a Mummy movie in 2017, and even this is much more recent than, like... The most recent Frankenstein movie but I don't I no disrespect to mummies excuse me <laughs> but I don't associate them as being like one of the big Warner Brothers monsters because like Frankenstein is like a specific monster a creature or a creature from the Black Lagoon presumably is like a specific creature And Dracula, one specific vampire. The mummy is just like a mummy. Just like find any mummy off the street where mummies always are. (laughs) Any, any, (laughs) you know. And then like, boom, there's your monster thing. So I don't necessarily associate the mummy as being a monster movie because it is a monster, not the monster. And maybe that's also an unpopular opinion, but that's what I'm here for.
0: The mummy... Of Universal Pictures Mm mummy is a specific mummy. It is one from the 1930s movie that has a similar backstory to this mummy, which is, you know, I think it is actually Imhotep is the same monster from is the same mummy from the 30s.
1: Well, that's why I don't know, because it's from the 30s. 30s. It would be several more decades before I'm even alive, let alone old enough to see a movie about a mummy. I didn't see the mummy I mean, until, like, uh, last summer, maybe the summer before that. That's it. So I just, I, they got to work on their PR if, and also, sorry, I said Warner Brothers. I meant Universal. <laughs> um, They got to work on their PR because I did not know that the mummy was, like, a specific mummy, our boy Imatep. Yeah. Not Todd. So it's called the Mummy. Huh? It is
2: called the Mummy.
1: Yeah, but like that's because it's a movie title. You can't just call it a mummy. <laughs>
3: like
1: you have, it, you have to make it sound intriguing to audiences. Like, of course. Um I guess I could have just done like mummy. But yeah, you're not gonna be like a mummy, because I'd be like, okay. Sure, like, I don't know. I'm standing by what I said.
2: Uh, I don't think you should. I disagree with you
1: on um, on a many well then, on a
2: many counts, such as that mummy is the best monster. Because I didn't um, say
1: mummy was the best monster. I said I had the most interesting Creature of the Black Lagoon. I said that I don't know anything about any of them.
2: I'm saying mummy is the best one. I am disagreeing with you.
1: That's a bad take to have.
2: Freaking listen to me. God, I like mummies because there is, this is gonna sound stupid, there's some historical value. I don't know. Like the fact that mummies-
1: idiot. Frankenstein. (laughs) Scientific. A real
2: thing. And that ancient Egypt as a whole just feels so like, like, like. I don't want to say creepy because I know this is like an actual people's heritage and stuff. Yes, and I don't it mean is. creepy in a bad You're being way. The I just white mean person. like. I just mean like, wow pyramids are scary and there's curses and like, I don't know, the canopic jars and the little like Anubis statues, they're just, they're just like unsettling to me personally. So I like them, which is why like any mummy is going to be, is going to be more fun for me than like just Dracula or just Frankenstein. However, I do want a Frankenstein movie because I hate the Frankenstein book. So um, I'd like there to be a movie that makes it better. <laughs> For me to enjoy more. Not everything's about you, Hallie. Everything is about me, actually, because this is my opinion now. And it's right. And mummies are great. Uh including the mummy, this specific mummy who was mummified alive and wants to bring his girlfriend in the dead. Not
1: Immitt. Not Todd. How do you know Todd isn't short for Immatet? um because Todd is just one of the mummies i grabbed off the street and the first sure. thing he said to me was i'm not imhotep so like <laughs> sounds like something someone named imhotep would say um okay david those were your questions one i have i have return two questions for you one of them being what's your favorite monster and also two what was your second question after you answered <laughs> what's your favorite monster
0: i was i was going to see if we could like naturally flow into the second question. I don't know how. It has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> but we should talk about the movie at some point. We'll so I was going to save that one for a little bit later into the podcast. Um, as far as my favorite Universal Classic monster, I don't know much about the creature from the Black Lagoon, but it does have the best name of the monster. It monsters. does? Uh, I think it might be the Invisible Man. Yeah. I Okay. People that can turn invisible or are naturally invisible. I also don't know much about these monsters either. But I don't know. There's so many, so many hijinks that can happen when somebody's invisible and just like wearing a hat and a trench coat and walking around. Unsettling. No one can see them. Yeah.
2: The good street mummies.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait. So is the Invisible Man supposed to be like separate from the Invisible Man movie that came out in like 2019? Like, that's just an unrelated man who's also invisible, but is not the universal invisible man. Because that was not a man who was, like, born invisible, or he had, like, a special suit because science. So. Do you know
0: what I'm talking about? I am not familiar with the movie that came out, though. It does look. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page real quick. It does look like it is based on the. The H. G. Wells novel, which is what the Universal classic monster is based off of, so
1: okay, so I guess sort of, but that sort she, of it's like inspired
0: you, by it, but it's not quite. It looks like it's say, more of a horror movie.
1: I was gonna say you make it sound more like, oh, this guy he has supernatural powers and the hijinks ensue, whereas this guy was like an abusive man stalking his his girlfriend, so that's different and less fun.
0: I'm pretty sure that the actual, like the original Invisible Man, is like a a science kind of thing. Like we're we were doing experiments, and I found this thing that turns me invisible. Actually, I don't know much and about. I told okay. no
2: one so that I can be a
0: creep. Yeah, I don't know much about the the creep aspect of it. It may be a there may be a creep. Maybe some creepiness to it. I mean,
2: my first thought upon Invisible Man, which I have never seen, is that, like, oh, an Invisible Man? He's going to use it for nefarious, creepin' purposes, because that's <laughs> what the men folk are want to do. Are want Sorry, to
1: dear.
2: do. I want to do.
0: I can see that. The only thing I know about the Invisible Man is, like, if you go to the Wikipedia page, there's this picture of him like wearing bandages all over and he's got like sunglasses on to cover his vacant eyes or whatever and that's kind of creepy I'm more into like the aesthetics of the invisible man than necessarily you can't see
1: his aesthetics David he's invisible <laughs> <laughs> she's
2: got a point rarely yeah. ever does she have a point but she's got a point now
0: there's a there's a whole costume going on though like a, like a floating a floating hat and coat I don't know I'm kind of into that I don't know anything about him being a creep, though. But I do see Hallie's point that, yeah, probably there's, there could be some creeping going on.
1: I, I like, too, when you said his aesthetics, and I'm like, but you can't see him. It just made me think of like the modern day world where like the invisible man has a TikTok and he's like, outfit of the day, and the, there's nothing there. You see nothing. But I can see the whole <laughs> world just being like, yes, slay. Where's that movie Universal? I demand 10% of the profits. I just came up with this. They owe me. Hm. And then when it's a smash hit, I'm going to sit down and talk to them about their lack of monster movies.
2: <laughs> hey, remember how this one went such a was such a big hit? Make me a creature from the Black Lagoon movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would I would be into that.
2: Anyway, you could ask to reboot the mummy again.
1: No, because then I'm no better Just... than all the Batmans and the Spider <laughs> Like But this one would be with Brendan Fraser like again. Don't get me wrong, love Tom Holland as Spider Man. I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. And I'm glad that we got a new Batman after Ben Affleck so that we could get we could get that bad taste out of our mouths. But it's so many it's so I'm not going to be the person who brings that into the world again with yet another mummy. That's not my journey. <laughs> yet, yet another, another mummy. mummy. That could be a good monster movie. All yet right. Yet another
2: mummy.
0: Reading a little bit more about the invisible man, I take it back. <laughs> it does look like he is mostly a creep. So <laughs> uh, we'll go with the creature of the black lagoon, which my
2: instincts are unparalleled. <laughs> Your
0: yeah.
1: instincts are just like the entire history of men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had nothing else going, nothing else to go off of.
0: You just, you can't trust them.
1: Nope.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's look up Creature of the Black Lagoon just to make sure <laughs> just that not. in case one's it's not, not like
1: that one is also doing bad things.
0: The creature, also known as Gilman.
1: Gilman! Ha!
0: His poster has him. Capturing a a woman in a bathing suit, yeah. so, not sure about that, but.
2: But that could just that could just be like Hollywood damselness, either as opposed to like, the villain intentionally being a creep.
0: Yeah, I, Maybe I guess so. I guess I'm just.
2: Like I'm a lot more lenient with monsters who were like, "I'ma steal
1: this nice lady," than with human <laughs> men who were like, "I'm gonna creep on this nice lady." Because the creeps know that they're being creepy. The monsters are right. just like she's nice and I want a companion and they the are not fully know aware that, like, Hey, kidnapping, we don't do that anymore.
2: Yeah. And then yeah. like the men are like, Wow, this now allows me to circumvent what would be non acceptable to polite society
1: but I don't give a shit. What a what a what a way to phrase that. What's wrong with it? It was just like, allows men to circumnavigate to this subject. Like, just big words. Circumvent. (laughs) Yeah. Big words.
2: I'm really smart, don't you know? Mm. Using big words makes me very
1: smart when I am discussing the mummy and the invisible man and monster films. Clearly you're not that smart. If you're not even picking the creature of the Black Lagoon as your favorite mom. I'm picking all mummies all mummies all of them mummies so you're making my point that it's not even like the mummy it's just mummies no i'm
2: saying that if anybody made more mummy movies i would be like yeah all mummies you know like like mummies for days
1: pyramids
2: mummies curses
1: and like again just like a board meeting where it's like a very serious like, so what do we think about this? Is this something that's gonna bring in some pro- some profits and whatnot? And you're like, all mummies <laughs> All Mummies forever. <laughs> Pyramids? There they are. Scarabs
0: <laughs> <laughs> So Funeral rites Continue David. Speaking of the mummy, the let's mummy. talk about the movie. And oh. we can start with Imhotep.
1: Imhotep. Yeah. The mummy.
0: The main character according to I kind of
1: liked him. I know he he's fine. like doing bad things, but also it's in the name of true love and isn't everything about true love?
2: Like he wasn't end. doing anything wrong, you know?
1: Though honestly, he was biggest... kind of a dick. <laughs> I was about to be like his biggest crime is that he was going to sacrifice Rachel Weiss as if he didn't like also kill several people. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Like, what
3: he
2: does Oops. is wrong,
1: I guess, but I don't know, man. Like, but if you're mummified like, alive and you wake up centuries later... You're like, I'm thirsty, let me take a sip of this human drink. And then he just takes their like, life force. <laughs> it is what it is. It's like, done I promised in the name my, of my love, girlfriend. It's fine. Um, he promised his girlfriend. He, pro- he, he promised would do his this. girlfriend. And, like, and that's a big deal. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. He's a stand-up guy. I don't know, I kind of yeah. liked him. I liked that he was afraid of cats, because...
2: LOL. Cats. I just think it was funny that he would just scream and leave every yeah. single time.
0: Yeah. I like that they had a cat handy to just, like, hold up <laughs> and show him. And Especially because that off. cat
2: came out of, like, nowhere the first time they used it. Yeah. Uh, it came in through the window, Hallie. No, but, like, they were in the, um... Oh, when the they first, like, held up the cat? Yeah, like, they were in yeah. the inn and then suddenly there was just a white cat and it wasn't like, oh, this white cat owned by the inn owner is so cute. Or like, no snow- like, It came I don't know. through there the window! No... Did it? Because yeah. I don't remember that. The piano
1: was right by the window. It came in through the window. Okay. Lucky for them. Just very Lucky fortuitous. For and unlucky for our boy Imitap. Now his our girlfriend's boy. gonna have to wait longer. Yeah, man. He's gonna have to push back their dinner reservation. Again. Again. For the fourth time. Again. Um- No, I liked him. You know, he had clear goals, and he executed them well. I like when he made the little sand tornado. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. I like it because that's not even just, like, I'm using a book to do some magic or because I inherently have like this curse upon me, I have to like feed upon human lives. It was like a little bit of extra. It's like, oh, so you got superpowers. So you could just make you could just sand.
2: Sand oh, I into yeah. storm.
1: Um, sand. Oh my god. And I don't know. Pretty cool guy. Aside pretty... from all the bad things he did. But you know like I mean, like, we couldn't let him take over the world, but, you know, like, I get it. Like, I get him. I get it. It was all done in the name of love. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I really do
2: appreciate, though, that they murdered the pharaoh and had no follow-up plan. Uh, (laughs) They
1: were just like, uh, apparently
2: done with this guy. (laughs) Yeah, they were just like, let's kill him so that we can, like, make out. And then they were like, oh no, the palace bodyguards. And it's like, you didn't, you didn't consider that. There was no plan that was foiled. You just did a thing and then immediately yeah. got caught.
0: Yeah. And she was she was it's immediately like, you can resurrect me and I was like, Wait what? Why are you <laughs> you're still alive?
1: Like right. Like she, you're not, not dead. we're not at that point and then yet. She you can just like, make it yeah. just make a break for it. Like the thing <laughs> the is, I, I was she did. I was expecting when she was like, You can resurrect me, I thought that was going to be because they were like, Oh, you killed the pharaoh so your punishment is death and then she was gonna die at their hands and then have our boy Imhotep bring her back to life but then she just stabs herself which i guess like is better than being eaten alive by a bunch of beetles and she's like my boyfriend's gonna get me out of this pickle in like in two seconds so it's fine but yeah she did not try to run away she was just like you can you can bring me back to life but you're but already it's also alive like- you're here you're now They also seem to know that Imhotep did the murder,
2: so I was surprised the plan wasn't for her to be like, It was me, alone. I did the murder. That is why I alone am covered in blood. Well, it sounds like they didn't
1: think anything through, so are we surprised? I guess not. I guess not.
2: Imhotep's greatest flaw is that he does not think things through.
1: He's just so in love.
0: Yeah. What a heartwarming story.
1: What a heartwarming story of a man killing so many people to bring back his true love. The mummy. The mummy. Uh, mummy.
0: He's got a lot of good curses. I liked when the locusts showed up and they were all over that one guy. I was like, that's a lot of bugs. That's That's so many bugs. Yeah,
1: it's a big no from me, dog. Nope. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Okay, so like, do locusts aren't... They're not supposed to be like the scarabs. Locusts don't like eat you alive. It's just like a bunch of bugs, right? Like they don't do, do they do anything. They're
0: like big grasshoppers. Um, yeah, but
1: like they're not they're, gonna kill they, me.
0: They, they eat just a lot eat your of crops. Right? Yeah, they eat your crops and then you oh. starve to death. So, mm-hmm. kind of they do.
1: So like a transitive property murder, but not like a straight up
0: murder. Right. They're not gonna like burrow into your skin or anything.
1: Okay. Everyone's always like, if you were, oh like, no, the locusts. Standing by
2: your fields, the locusts aren't gonna just like start stinging you like bees with their little locust stingers. Well, that's yeah. good. No. of think that. That's not what's gonna happen. Okay. No of Okay.
1: That. Good. Alright. Glad we cleared that up. People are always talking about locusts and I'm like, why does everyone hate them? It's because the locusts are eating their crops. But not them. I
2: think they're also just... They make a really loud noise and they're scary because they That's... always come in droves.
1: Bugs There's that fly lot. around make my eyes water so people <laughs> would probably <laughs> just be like, she's sobbing because she's scared. And I'm like, no, they're, they're flying everywhere. <laughs> it's stirring up the air. It just... These eyes be leaking. Not from fear, just from... Wing flaps. Just from
2: <laughs> tiny, minuscule wing flaps.
1: Anna, if there, if there are bugs around me and they fly, eyes instantly water. I don't know why. I think my eyes are like, you shan't get in here. I'm going to do a pre-rinse. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. My
2: defenses are strong. <laughs> yeah. You can't get
1: past these babies. Nope. Good luck, locusts, but not really. Please don't get into my eyes.
0: <laughs> So one of the things I, re- I wrote a, a short story about this at one point, but really,
1: um, I want to read it.
0: Locusts are sometimes their swarms are so big they'll get picked up on Doppler radar, and that's
2: big. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, there's they'll just be so many of them that they'll register as weather to the to the radar, which is good for them. Very creepy. Yeah, so many. That is creepy. So many bugs.
1: How many? I want to know, like. Obviously, I'm sure it kind of depends on things, but I want to know numbers. I want to know how many locusts it needs to take for them to show up on Doppler. Are we talking like 5,000? 25,000? Purely for scientific reasons, I'm you're not going gonna to go Google get it. a bunch of uh, bugs.
0: I believe it's in the millions when they start swarming.
1: Oh, that's too many.
0: Yeah. It's it is uh, so many. It's a lot.
1: It's a lot.
0: Okay. There's a there's a picture of them if you go to the Locust, um, the Locust Wikipedia page where I do all I... of my research. Really, <laughs> listeners, if you like this podcast, don't give us money, but donate like 10 bucks to Wikipedia. First of all, the ads will go away. <laughs> I know because I give them like 20 bucks every year because I, I do use them basically every day of my life yeah but if you'd like to keep supporting the podcast, I get all of my Super information Wikipedia. from the Wikipedia pages so give them give them a little bit of money at this time of giving, which will be like several months in the past but we're recording this four days before Christmas. so
1: Yep. they have a locust like drawing from 1400 BC that's crazy yeah. It's like so realistic. Obviously, people are artists at any point in time. But
0: yeah, it's a good-looking it's, it's a good-looking locust.
1: <laughs> it's a good-looking locust. Oh no, those ones are skewered. That's sad. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good number of locusts. A lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of locusts. It's a lot of locusts. Yeah. That's what they get on their uh, shirts when they have like family reunions. It's just like a lot, a lot of locusts. Of locusts. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the movie.
0: Back to the movie. So Imata has yeah a right hand man in Benny Benny, Benny! who is probably shit. he's probably my favorite character in the movie, <laughs> just because he is such a scoundrel. He's Rick's not really friend but he was part of like the expedition that rick first was a part of he runs away and then just keeps showing up and ruining things for everybody yeah he sides with the mummy (laughs) just because you know that's what you you gotta that's what you do sometimes if you're benny
1: he understood it was about love
0: yeah so so what did you think about this benny character
2: I, I just, I just, you know, I think that actor was having a lot of fun. They were like, hey, you're an absolute piece of shit. Talk in a snivelly, kind of annoying way. And just be, just be a little weasel man. And he was like, heard you loud and clear. That's what I'm gonna be. And like, I feel like the movie really benefited from that. Because it makes you root for O'Connell. Because he's like, been betrayed by his friend or whatever. And like... I think it's fun to have someone who is so scared of everything all the time. Like, yeah. on one of these, like, you know, cursey trips. You know, you want a scaredy cat on a cursey trip.
0: A cursey trip. A cursey trip. Yeah. Not only, like, afraid of everything, but, like, to the point that he'll betray you and...
2: Right. Like, not like a...
0: Like, all human it, principles. Like, just not to... like
2: a harmless Shaggy and Scooby kind of afraid. Like, a really are really nefarious, bad, bad kind of afraid because he cause he is a you know, a villain. I was ready for him to get out only so he could further ruin things for the protagonists in future mummy films. And of course because like, of course Benny would get out, but I mean the the, the trope of that character is they get their comeuppance in the end. And I also of of my like really stressful things to watch in films is when um, doors are closing like, from a booby trap, inside a pyramid, and the person can't quite make it or has to, like, slide. It just frightens me. I don't know. Doesn't sit well with me. And that's, that's how he died. You know, he got stuck, and then his torch went out, the only time we ever saw a torch go out in the whole movie. And it was just like, it was just like, aha! you got yours. If you hadn't gone back for more treasure, you would have gotten away. With like three bags of it, yeah. You, you greedy little coward. Yeah. Love Benny.
0: Yeah. The um, I would, I would watch his second mummy movie, though I will be disappointed that Benny probably won't be there.
1: Maybe there's a worse Benny. I was going to say by which I mean like a better Benny, who you'll be like, oh man, he's he's Benny two point oh, new and improved, right. and you'll genuinely yeah. think it.
0: Like,
2: like an even shittier person.
0: I could see that. I could see that. the uh, The actor who plays Benny, though, is really—he's—you're he's, right. He's having a lot of fun. He's doing a real good job. Mm-hmm. It'll uh, It'll be disappointing that he won't be there.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Intermission. I have another question <laughs> for you. Okay. I was thinking about this because. I, I don't have a, a CD player anymore in my car. My CD player broke. My car is old, R&B. so I don't have Spotify or anything. So I've been, there's been a lot of Christmas music on the radio recently. Are you fans of Christmas music? Yeah. And what's your favorite okay. Christmas song?
2: I'll go because I already answered it. Yeah, Christmas music is great. I just always forget about it until like...
0: Christmas four time? Days before,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> until like four <laughs> days before Christmas. But like, I enjoy... A good Christmas tune. My mom, um, god, she loves Christmas, and she decorates as soon as she can, and so I grew up with Christmas music going on in the house from, like, December 1st until, like, January 1st, and so it's just like, oh, it's that time of year again. It makes me happy. Uh, I could see myself have having grown up being, like, annoyed that it was played all the time, but it did the opposite for me. It gives me a lot of, like, nostalgia, and comfort and stuff. It's great. And it's it's just kind of nice that like I play it and I realize I still remember 90% of the words to 90% of the songs even though I haven't really listened to them like in earnest for such a long time. It's just like it's just comforting, you know. My favorites are are Frosty the Snowman and Carol of the Bells. Any version of Carol of the Bells.
0: Some some classics. Yeah classics how about you Kristen?
1: i do like christmas music but if i am not in the mood for christmas music or if it is not the right time like i know there are some people who are fine listening to it any time of the year i am not one of those people it has to be at the earliest like mid-november no that's too soon still (laughs) but like there was one year where I was feeling the Christmas spirit and I think it was like November 13th I was listening to Christmas music. I felt like an entirely different person. So if I'm in the mood for it, I am I'm down for it, having some fun. But if I am not in the mood for it, I'm like, this is the last thing I want to hear right now. So I don't really know how you, how you classify that. Um, but when I am in the mood for it, I love Christmas rapping. Specifically no one bully me the glee version <laughs> because as as i mentioned ugh, okay so i mentioned before i don't really like old movies because i think a lot of things like take a while to get to the point older songs i also don't like that much God. because i feel what like i know because i feel like in modern songs you have the verse the chorus the verse the chorus the bridge, the chorus, traditionally. And each time there's a chorus, like a little, a little bit extra gets added to it. So it keeps sort of like amping up the song. And I feel like other older songs don't really do that. So when I listen to them compared to newer songs, I keep waiting for there to be just a little bit more because I'm just a greedy little whatever. Um, so I like newer versions of things because they, they take the audio elements that I'm accustomed to, but they do it with classic songs. So I also like Christmas Baby Please Come Home, but I listen to the cover by Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, but those are like, it. also, those are songs. It all comes back to love. But if I want something that's just about like winteriness... I love the classic um, Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting by an Open Fire, Jack Frost Nipping at Your Nose. It's just very classic and comforting to me. Also, baby, it's cold outside. I don't care what anyone says. I love it.
2: Yeah, because maybe It's Cold Outside is a classic. It's great. It's
1: incredible. And the woman clearly is playing she, along and right. wants to be there. She clearly <laughs> like, you, is just like, like, LOL, I should be going home. And they're just dragging this out because they're flirting and they're having fun. Right. The first time I ever heard about it being like, quote unquote, a bad song, like a date rape song, was actually in my health class as a yeah. sophomore from my health teacher who was like, people mention you know the date rape jug and it's people say that that's what they're talking about and baby it's cold outside and i was like what because it's a great song and anyone who like she's so clearly having fun with it i know it's fine so i love baby it's cold outside and yeah david what are your thoughts on christmas music and what is your favorite christmas song Or at least the one that you hate the least, in case you hate all Christmas music.
0: Yep. Okay. So, this is very on-brand, I know. There's only one Christmas song that I, like, 100% like. And it's Christmas Card from a Hooker in Minneapolis by Tom Waits. (laughs) Never heard of it. It's phenomenal. It's, like, the best song. Yeah. Tom Waits. the, The one Christmas song that I like. I don't know. Carol of the Bells is okay. I, yeah, it's
2: wonderful. It's like It fine. goes so hard.
0: Yeah, it it does a little bit. I don't know. It's I'm a not a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not and like I like winter. I like Christmas time. <laughs> Who likes winter? I'm not I'm not a big fan of Christmas music. I don't know. There's and I, I think it might just be, like, oversaturation at this point. Like, it's hard to go out places, even, like, when I go, I, I'm sure I've mentioned before on the podcast, I play I play Magic the Gathering every now and then. I'll go to the card shop. Card shop, <laughs> the entire month of December, has been playing Christmas music nonstop. It is very hard to avoid. Um, I don't know. It's just not my favorite genre of music. It's for that hard Tom because
1: song. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it.
0: It's true. I, don't
1: know, I like, like when people like... I like when people come out with new Christmas songs because I'm like, yes, give me a fresh spin on this. Unsurprisingly, I love the Taylor Swift uh Christmas song. God, what's it called? Christmas Tree Farm. That's a good one. Truly, unironically, love two of Justin Bieber's Christmas songs mm-hmm. Mistletoe and All I Want Is You. Which, I was looking at my Apple Music, like, most played of the last couple years, and All I Want Is You, like, was in the top five in, like, 2016. I was shocked, but it's it's a stand-up song. I know by the time this is edited and posted, it probably will be beyond Christmas, because it is only oh, a few days yeah, away. yeah, it'll
0: be, like, February.
1: <laughs> but listeners, <laughs> if you're like, I can tolerate listening to some Christmas songs... Go listen to the Justin Bieber Christmas song. All I want is you. It's so good. This is the only time I'm going to speak favorably about Justin Bieber.
0: <laughs> okay. The other Christmas song that I like. Yeah, I, You said there was only one. Yeah. It's only one that I can 100% get behind.
1: Okay. And that's okay. the this Tom White like song.
0: A, this one's like a 93% get behind. It's, yeah, it's, it's like low 90s. It's, okay. uh. There's a song called Christmas Unicorn by Sufjan Stevens. It's feel like
2: I've heard of that. It's
0: 12 and a half minutes long. Oh my god. It, it, like, towards the end of it, it does this transition thing where it turns into Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart, which is really unexpected and weird for a Christmas song. Yeah. Um, the lyrics are, for most of the song... I'm the Christmas Unicorn. You're the Christmas Unicorn, too. That's most of the song. <laughs> Over its 12 and a half minute runtime.
1: <laughs> David, it's you are a peculiar person. It's quite special.
0: It's quite special. Great.
1: I will have to listen to it.
0: Yeah, you should. It's uh, I already I to looked at Christmas
1: off. Unicorn. I listened or I already looked up the other one that you mentioned so that when we're done recording I can give it a go and get a peek inside your brain.
0: Yeah. No, it's really good. The storytelling in Christmas card from a hooker from Minneapolis is really great. It's just uh, it's just a really well written song. Anyway, that was that was question two. We can get back to the mummy. We should get back to The Mummy. <laughs> We're already, <laughs> we had like 70 minutes on this podcast.
2: <laughs> the Mummy was great. It's just, it's so hard to put into words what was so gosh darn charming about it.
0: Well, how do we of, feel? Speaking Go of ahead. gosh darn charming, how about, how about Rick O'Connell?
2: Yeah, that was what I was just about to ask about. Because he's a, he's a mixed bag, isn't he? He's he kind like of is. I it's
1: so easy when we first meet him and that's probably their goal to be like ah he's a scoundrel but with a heart of gold like but i feel like especially in this day and age it's easier to be like hey man you can't just like kiss a woman because you're in jail that's not cool and yet you still love him by the end he's great great
2: i still love him i was just like god damn it you could have made it so easy it was gonna be so easy and now it's not because he did he did he did that he did he did that kiss thing but goddamn friend redwood friend brazier is what i almost said (laughs) brendan brazier brendan Fraser looks so good in the suspender outfit he looks so good in this movie
1: okay to be fair pretty much anyone if you put them in a little like explorer outfit they're gonna be looking good they're already getting like a boost but he looks so good. It
2: looks so natural on him.
1: It does. I'm like, like, Brendan, wear this all the time. It won't even seem like weird. It'll just be right? like, "Wow, he's wearing it. He's looking good.
0: Yeah the, it the... Is... Proceed. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say um the the meme that I made and sent to my friends and Hallie, who's not a friend. <laughs> But I thought maybe she had seen the movie. Was like, you know, when they they find out that Imhotep is after Evelyn, but they have to go get something or other. I don't remember. And he's like, all right, you stay in the room. Us three, let's go. And they're all like, wait, hold on, blah, blah, blah. And then he just, like, picks her up and sets her in the room and, like, locks her in it. He's like, no one opens this door. I was, like, the feminism leaving my body when he picks her up and, like, (laughs) puts her in the room to keep her safe. I'm just like, God, so good.
2: I remember you said that to me, and I was like, "The fuck," because I had I had not seen it.
1: But then you saw it, and the in feminism time. left your body. Yeah, too. the feminism. I regret to
2: inform the view, the listeners, that yes, the feminism did leave my body for that briefest of moments. It really sucks how like these really fun adventure movies kind of require the feminism to leave your body for just just a little bit, and how purely tropey satisfying it is
1: love a trope just truly love that because you can tell that he does not think that she's incapable of handling things. no it's just that you know there's just like a mummy there's a mummy coming after you who we have like shot which i don't know why he keeps thinking that's gonna work it hasn't worked ever um but like, dude can't be stopped coming after you. So hey, stay here, stay safe. It's not. It's not because he thinks poorly of her. It's because he cares for her and wants to keep her safe. So I don't think it's like a complete setting aside of the feminism, but just like a, li- a little bit. You gotta. You gotta break a little piece off.
2: It's less that like Brandon Fraser himself in the Rick O'Connell, I guess, does it. It's like. It's like the movie is like, oh. You're in your nightgown when the ship goes down. That's true. You're chained to a tablet in this revealing lingerie. And it's like, it's a slam dunk any time a man is like, she's a woman, what does she know? And then we smash cut to the woman, like, knowing things. So that is also another trope where they were like, Evelyn is smart. But then the movie continued to, like, sexualize her just a little bit beyond what could be considered as not on purpose and that was kind of frustrating but also from the 90s and that i don't know like rugged explorer lady who i guess is a damsel in distress but she doesn't feel like she doesn't feel like uh like a like a powerless damsel in distress or like she doesn't No, it feels like
1: her thirst for knowledge and her like thirst for adventure just kind of gets her into a sticky situation. Yeah, as it might get us all. But it's not that she is the damsel. It's just that the situation is a distressing one. And she also
2: knows more than everybody else combined about basically everything. So,
1: although she did just like pull open that book, steal it from the guy, and just start reading from it, and the guy's like, "Don't read from." Well, the she book! doesn't and believe in like,
2: curses.
1: Well, Evelyn, rule you know, number one. Even, listen, even if you don't believe in it, you don't mess with it. Ouija boards, you don't do them.
2: She's a scholar. She needed to know. Your thoughts, David?
0: My thoughts on Rick. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. He is sort of charming, but despite everything that tells me I shouldn't like him that much. I don't know. I keep, again, This this feels like like the Roger Ebert quote all over again. <laughs> There's not much I can say like, in favor of Rick, except for the fact that I liked him so much.
3: <laughs> like, yeah,
2: he was great. More men should wear suspenders and that Explorer outfit.
0: <laughs> that's that's your takeaway?
1: Yeah, that's my takeaway. That's your takeaway. <laughs> it's not an incorrect takeaway. No. No. Jonathan is always interesting to me because I feel like... I don't expect him to be, on on the bad side of things like Benny, but I feel like Jonathan just gives such like sidekick character that I almost expect him to behave as like a parallel to Benny, but that isn't necessarily the case. He's down for like, some some I was gonna say swashbuckling, (laughs) but that's for pirate stuff. What's (laughs) what's what's the adjacent term? Adventuring,
2: plundering, looting exploration
1: he's down for it he's down for um, all that he doesn't run away
2: like he's kind of a goof he doesn't and run away. he you know states that he is scared of things but i mean he, he can also be counted on
1: yeah he can be counted i don't know every time i think the first time i saw the movie i just kept waiting for him to like be unenjoyable for some reason, but I was just like, no, Jonathan, he's a fun, he's a fun guy. I would have him in my little adventure group, and I'd be like, yeah, this is my pal Jonathan. Yeah, I'd
2: keep Jonathan.
1: I'd keep I keep Jonathan. I thought he was gonna die for sure. No, no, no. That's number two. I'm kidding. I haven't seen it, so maybe. <laughs> but in case anyone tried to be like, that's a spoiler. If it is, I don't know about it. And therefore, well, that I makes hope it okay. he
2: doesn't. I also hope he does because doesn't. that would be a goddamn shame.
0: Should we, uh... David? Yes. Sorry. I... Your thoughts on Jonathan? Yes. Sorry. I'm. I'm pe- only playing half attention because, as will come up at the end of this episode, it's my choice, and I've. I just remembered another movie that I want to put <laughs> on the choice list, so. Um... No, Jonathan is like, he's like, he is like Benny. He is like another scoundrelly character. He, he steals the key from Rick at some time in their backstory. and That's true. Like, the first thing Rick does is punch him in the face. Deservedly. Deservedly. I, I think there's... <laughs> maybe, and maybe this is why I like the movie, but it feels like there is no limit to the number of these kind of, like, weaselly human beings that you can put in a movie that i'll be like that's <laughs> that's one too many no you got benny you got jonathan i'm really you've got, I'm really you've got the that. guy
2: who was gonna hang brandon fraser and then yeah, yeah. And then, off on his own to go look at the scarabs
0: yeah yeah that guy too um who was basically in the movie just to get eaten by the scarabs
2: yeah essentially
0: i i don't even have his name on the list i couldn't even remember who that guy is but Yes, that guy for sure. Yeah, just put them all in the movie. I'm a big fan of that style of of character, especially when they wind up getting their comeuppance later. Though Jonathan doesn't really, but he's 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 one of the he good guys,
2: right? Like he's comeuppance. up he comeuppance doesn't need to get guys, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because he's there for you when it counts. So he's
0: like yeah,
2: he's like the really good fun scoundrel.
0: He's on he's on team O'Connell. Yeah. Carnahan O'Connell What? Carnahan that's that's Jonathan and Evelyn's last name.
2: Oh okay now, I was wondering where I'd heard that before but I was like I'm pretty sure his first name isn't Carnahan and then I was like <laughs> oh it's because it's because my personality quiz said Evelyn
0: Carnahan. Yes um, And then there's Evelyn Evelyn! Who's so cool Who we all who we all are
2: who we all are, which is great, because, you know, she's she's great. Like, I don't want to be like, she's not like other female protagonists. But she, she is definitely a specialty, or a specialist, in her field. Um, she gets into trouble, but it doesn't feel... Like Kristen said, she's just, like, exploring and stuff. And it's not so much a matter of being hapless or kidnapped. It's just like, oops, shit happens when you're exploring an Egyptian tomb.
1: And I like that she's a specialist, but she still is, like, having fun and not in the way that, like, you see scholars in movies like this being like, oh my god, this dates back to 700 BC or something. And they're just like, I don't know, she shows more excitement which is not to say that other people, like, I don't know. It's just, it's like the dial is turned a little bit more up on the childlike wonder. Yeah, she's with got her. Which is also not meant to, like, infantilize her. I just mean, like, she clearly really loves this stuff. Yeah. She's finding all these artifacts, getting to explore the pyramids, and is just having a ball.
0: Yeah. She's so excited to be there, even when things are, like, even when things were going pretty poorly she's just like the mummy oh, is coming is the thing after i read her. about i read about this we're all gonna die yeah the
1: mum the mummy's coming after her rick is like packing the suitcase like we gotta go and she's just unpacking yeah, everything like, that's that such he a puts in scene. there and she's like absolutely not we are staying and i respect that um we did not talk about cool face tattoo guy who i love does he talk, have a real name? He, just seems Do know what it is? I, he does have a real name. I just don't know what it is. But I like that he seems to be a voice of, like, logic and reason when surrounded by all these kind of squirmy, scoundrelly characters. Even Evelyn, who isn't a squirmy scoundrel, <laughs> is, again, sort of, like, just, you know having fun with things and this guy's like See, guys we got, a, we got a curse going on you have we to can't stop, bring please. this mommy back like please please cooperate with me and I love him and so like I said I hear he's in more of the second and it is a shock that I have not yet watched the second because I love him he's part of
2: like the pharaoh's bodyguard that has passed down through the ages right yes yeah okay that guards this specific tomb because to make this sure that guy, the curse doesn't rise yeah, and who whatnot. slept with uh, the pharaoh's lady and then I guess he murdered him too. He's the greatest threat <laughs> to the modern world. I wish yeah. I kind of wanted to know more about this secret bodyguard society that like let Brendan Fraser go like ah the desert will get him and then they recognized him from like miles away.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But he came back like this one is strong.
0: Unironically, love that. Yeah, I bet there will be more of that in either the Scorpion King or in the sequels. Hope so. The Mummy.
1: The Mummy. The Mummy.
0: Those were not all... a Mummy. The, the mummy. mummy. The Mummy. Those were all the questions I had. Are there other things that we should talk about?
3: I um.
0: Since we we did a quick uh, a quick rundown of five or six of the characters.
1: I really did. There's um... yeah. Um, I, I, I mentioned it, but, like, why, why did Rick think that shooting the, the bones that have come to life would stop it? Well, it's slows in like, down. Like,
2: like, they don't have anything else with which to fight.
1: But, like, he was so convinced. He was like, I got him. Oh, no. And then oh, like, no. He clearly didn't I get him. loved that. He... He just, like, kept trying to shoot at him, and I'm like, buddy, this isn't working. It makes more sense when Imhotep is, like, in full form. But I was like, bruh, you gotta, like, get a machete and chop his head off. That'll probably slow him down. But, like,
2: that was right after he only saw him for the first time, and I love that. He runs up to Evelyn and then, like, turns to see the mummy and is like, ah! And then just starts shooting it, and I was like, god, what a protagonist. Love it. Like, just shoot the thing, and then run. And then I love that, you know, the expert... The ancient bodyguard man was like, You didn't, you unleashed a terror. And he's like, No, no, it's okay, I got him. (laughs) As if like shooting him once is gonna solve the problem. I loved it. And then like all they really have after that, even though they know it's not gonna permanently solve the problem, is pistols for self defense. There are so many guns in this movie. There are just so many guns fired so many
1: times. I think, I think it's just the little like, guns are dumb person in me but I'm like you're shooting at a swarm of beetles even if your pistol does like kill one congrats you got 999 more to go like I mean it works This can help when you. that
2: one was the closest to them
1: you can't argue with the results I can because I don't like <laughs> the methodology um uh, well but it's not even like a fault of the movie. I'm science. just like this American man thinks guns are the are are the solution, and sir, they're not. This is a curse. You have to like play with some bigger some bigger guns. But they certainly not are a band aid. Like, supernatural, you know, for the time I don't, being. They're not really. They're, they're a like temporary. a band aid you immediately bleed through. No, but like,
2: but like then, <laughs> but then you know, by the time you bleed through it, like oh. You've got another Band-Aid. Like, you can't get to the hospital, which is breaking the curse in this metaphor, that fast. You gotta just keep putting Band-Aids on until you can get to the hospital.
1: No, It's better than no (laughs) Band-Aids,
2: because then you'll bleed out instead of just almost
1: bleeding out. No, this feels like when I had a mole removed and they put a Band-Aid on, but, like, they didn't completely cauterize it all the way, and so it just started, like, bleeding, and they were like, oh, we'll put another Band-Aid on top of that, it'll be fine. And then I was, like, getting ready to leave. And literally it just started to, like, go down my chest. And I was like, ah, so I had to grab a tissue and put it on. And they were like, what's taking her so long? And I was like, it's, it's bleeding still. And, like, more Band-Aids would not have helped that situation. They just had to re-cauterize Okay, it. but this you were- This is the same thing. No they, no, they were immediately bleeding through
2: the no. Band-Aid The difference him. is that you had access to the immediate cauterization. You were still at the facility where that was possible to do. They are not at the facility where that is possible to do, so they have to keep doing band-aids until they can get to a licensed professional who has the proper (laughs) tools and know how to be able to cauterize the wound.
1: They have to get to the mummy dermatologist. They have to get to the mummy dermatologist. And they couldn't
2: get there. They just had to use the band aids. (laughs) God,
1: Chris. I still don't like it. I stand by I stand by my comments. Um, I stand by my defense of your comments. Of course, you do.
2: against your um, comments,
1: whatever. What I had another thing. I had another thing. Was your thing? Um, I can't think of it.
0: I don't know. I think watching it, even from early on, the movie felt kind of like a. It felt like an extra kind of stage play, to me. <laughs> Just the way the. The the dialogue was written and the, the interactions between the character, everything felt a little bit amped up. Like, the very first scene that we get is um, Evelyn on the ladder in the library, where she's, yes. like, balancing on the ladder, and then she knocks over all of the shelves and everything. And then there's this, like, super extra Egyptian room just off the library, because they're in the Museum of Antiquities. And Jonathan scares her with the mummy and everything. There was just so much... I keep using the word extra, but there's so much extraness in the, in the movie that I was really into. I They sprinkled
1: some fun. They sprinkled some pizzazz.
0: Yeah. Everybody was having fun.
1: Everybody was having fun, including the audience.
0: Yeah. There's, uh...
1: You know who wasn't having fun? The money. The guy who got his tongue taken out. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. Harry? But I, what was his
1: name Harry. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I like me a little bit of body horror thrown in every now and then. <sighs> I'm a I'm a fan of that kind of that kind of noise. Hey, so God.
1: I do like when there's you know like a rival team doing the same thing that you guys are doing. Yeah, and and. But you're both just, like, suffering consequences, yeah, and then was, you're yeah. like, I heard that you guys had to do this, but we had to do this. But then it just turns into them having to, like, work together to stop the mummy. I don't know. I think those things are fun. I because did Because find... you're like, ah, this group that we are against because they want the same treasure we want. It turns out the treasure all along is stopping the mummy so we can live. But also, the friendships we made along the way. It is yeah. funny. They have to pitch camp directly
0: next to each other.
1: Yeah. yeah, and they're just like, ha we found this. Yeah. I think it's funny. I liked
0: that they didn't wind up, there wasn't too much, like, sabotage between the groups. I was sort of expecting, no. like, the two of them would go and, you know, ruin each other's time. Uh, Evelyn does go and steal the book, the black book, from the mm-hmm. other camp. Just kind of walks over and takes it. Respect. But...
1: But even then, they're like they're right there, and they're clearly like socializing with each other. So she just kind of walks over. It really felt like a true like they came to a fork in the road, and one group said, "All right, we'll go left. You go right. We'll see how this shakes out." Yeah, and they did, and they shook loose a mummy. Sorry, the mummy.
0: The mummy.
1: (laughs) The mummy.
0: Yeah. The mummy. Well, I do want to have time for the uh, the next movie. Okay. Because. Let's do it. Next time is episode 80, which means it's my choice. But really, it's going to be your choice. <laughs> I had a movie picked out, which was actually um, a very short television series. And I went back and I watched a couple of episodes because I hadn't seen it in a while. And it's just not it wasn't doing it for me in the way that it did the first time i saw it and it's the kind of show that if it's not doing it for you it's like really not going to do it for you and i didn't want to <laughs> make you sit through it because i I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to find things that maybe maybe one day you'll enjoy <laughs> um
1: since you're since you're not picking it can you tell us what the show was
0: yes the show is called police squad it's <laughs> it's a show from the 80s it's done by the, um, the team behind the movie Airplane so, oh, okay. so it's, it's a lot of puns and language jokes and sight gags and slapstick and it's very silly but being an older show it, it did also I think there were only five episodes that actually got shown and there were only six that ever got made Though it got canceled for a very funny reason, which was the higher-ups said something along the lines of, audiences actually had to watch the show in order to appreciate it, <laughs> and because of the just the style of humor that it was, and since audiences were not as invested in like looking for the funny sight gags and stuff, they were like, this isn't working, and they canceled uh. it.
1: It's a real bummer that they yeah. made six episodes and didn't even show the final one. Like, come on. Yeah. Let let people see the hard yeah. work that was put into it.
0: There's, um, I don't know. The, some of the jokes are very, very good. Some of them have not aged quite as well. And watching it with a mind to show it to the two of you, I was like, mm-hmm. maybe we can do something else. So Police Squad, okay. I still recommend it. Especially if you do, like, the um, airplane-style humor. It's it's a good one. It it stars Leslie Nielsen just like uh, Airplane does. Good. So, instead, I've come up with a list of three different movies. I've listed out pros and cons for each of them. And I would like you to choose your fate for episode 80. So, are you ready? I was born ready. All right. Choice one, Pros. It's an HBO adaptation of a Pulitzer Prize winning stage play with a star-studded cast The one, a whopping 11 Emmys, sweeping all major categories it was eligible for, including all four acting categories. It's also an LGBTQ film, which is something we've been asked to feature more in our movie selections. This is like one of my favorite movies in quotes. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't actually tell you how well it stands up, but I would assume it would be a little bit better than Police Squad. Con.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, cons. It is a six-hour-long miniseries. However...
2: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Is this Angels in America?
0: I will note that the two times <laughs> in my life that I've seen it, I've watched the first three-hour chunk, and it's been, I've just been so in love with it that I've gotten up I've stretched my legs, I've gotten some water, and then I've sat back down to watch the next three hours immediately afterwards. It's just, it's that good. I've only watched it as a full six hour thing. I do recognize, however, that a miniseries is a much larger commitment than you generally sign up for, especially in an episode where I pick the movie. So (laughs) that is, that is the con to this first choice.
1: You also say that as if we did not watch three entire seasons of Avatar, Mm -hmm. which is more than six hours per season. Right.
0: But that was a choice that you made, and this is a choice that I made. And I know that I don't always have the best track record of picking things that you enjoy. So choice one. Choice two. It's a 2006 historical adventure fantasy film. Lee Pace stars as a stuntman from the 19-teens. It has really gorgeous cinematography, and the film, I think, was almost entirely funded by the writer and director. It's basically a labor of love, and it really shows. Like, it's a very unique and special film. Cons. It doesn't hold the best Rotten Tomatoes score. It's about 60-something percent, and it did very poorly at the box office making back about 10 percent of its budget so it's kind of a cult film which i know that i'm drawn to but they aren't always everyone's bag but yeah lee pace stuntman in the hospital in i believe in india after filming a movie and uh i don't know it's a This is the one this is this summary is a little bit choppier because I just remembered this while we were talking. So I wrote it up a little bit while we were discussing the mummy. Mm -hmm. But historical adventure fantasy film about a stuntman. Okay. Choice three. It's a 1988 surreal stop motion live action adaptation of Alice in Wonderland by one of the world's greatest stop motion animators. It won the Feature Film Award at the Annecy International Animated Film Festival in 1989 and has a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, at a tight 86 minutes, it is the shortest of the films on the list if brevity is something that you're looking for from a Catching Up Hallie and Kristen episode. This one is pretty short. Cons for choice number three, it is kind of dark and artsy. Um, (laughs) The style of the film, it's really something else but again, it's something I'm worried is not going to be for everyone. Also, it's in Czech with English subtitles, which may or may not be a con, but I wanted to throw it out there. It is a Czech movie. It is important to note. I don't want you to get into it and be like, what is with all this reading? So,
1: Where's the English?
0: Yes. So those are, those are our three movies. We've got HBO miniseries. We've got historical adventure fantasy films. And we've got surreal stop-motion Alice in Wonderland adaptation.
1: Serious question about the stop-motion. Is it like claymation?
0: No, there's not clay.
1: Said ominously.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are um, other things that
0: are being stop-motion animated, but,
1: but it's clay, not clay is not
0: one of the mediums.
1: Hallie, what are you leaning? I know what I'm leaning. I am leaning One or two.
2: Even though I audibly gasped at the eighty-six minute runtime, because ninety minutes is, as we all know, the perfect runtime for anything. It is. Of course, you said one and two because
1: I'm like three.
0: <laughs> Dark Alice. <laughs> I mean, I'll of watch three.
2: I'll watch three gladly. Because I just I... didn't want to come in with the coward's answer of "I'll do anything."
1: I um have a, a mini series that I liked that I think was also HBO. Um, that they did a take on Alice in Wonderland. It was just called Alice. It aired in 2009. It's... It had a chokehold on me when I watched it. I loved it. And so I like weird adaptations of things. And because I already love a weird adaptation of Alice in Wonderland, I'm eager to see another. But I don't know if that's actually a con. And <laughs> that it's like, Kristen, step outside of your comfort zone and watch something different. But like lee pace too you also had me when you said lee pace also i vaguely recall you telling us about this because the summary sounds familiar and i don't know from who else i would have heard about this um
0: i will note i think the alice in wonderland one is the one that kristen is going to like the least <laughs> oh god i
1: changed my mind we're going to Lee pace
0: okay yeah, like I, I don't know that you'll hate it, but like it's very stylized, and I you can... saw
1: how I reacted to Creepy Pumpkin Man calling the child mom, and you were like, mom. Yes. <laughs> Kristen hated that, she'll hate this too.
0: Yeah, I just I think that there are certain elements of it that would grate on you, and
1: I want to know what elements are going to grade on me to know if they actually would grade on me. <laughs>
0: I'll find I'll find like a, a clip of it and I'll send it to you, and you can okay. tell
1: me. Please do. Um,
0: so you're you're changing your act your your answer to two.
1: I'm changing my answer to number two. Also, you were like, it doesn't have the highest score. It's like in the sixties. Did we not just all have a ball watching the Mummy? That's true. Which has a rotten yep. tomato score in the sixties. We
0: sure did. Um,
1: I'm not saying I'll have a ball watching this because you and I are not always compatible when it comes to the things you select. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe this is the maybe this is the magic one. We'll see.
0: Maybe, maybe it is.
1: So, if Hallie's fine with it, but also even if she isn't, we should watch number two. I'm fine with it. All right. Number two.
0: Number two is the fall. That's what okay. it's called. It's called the fall.
1: Anticlimactic. Um, fall. Yeah. Not a good start. No, you should have said it like the fall. Yeah. Would have made it better. It's like you're falling.
0: It was. Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It was filmed on location in so many different places.
3: Oh
2: my
0: god. And like. It's it's really that's, it's really beautiful. It was shot in like 20 different countries.
1: That's why the budget was so high. They had all these freaking travel expenses.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about it more next time because next time is okay. in fact when we will watch the fall. But um I don't know. I'm excited to show this one to you. I'm not sure how you will feel about it. But yeah, it's I I was I was pretty blown away when I first saw it. And I hope that you will be too. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So that'll be for next time. It's the fall. The and fall. The fall. Until then, so long, Kristen.
2: <laughs>
0: so long, Hallie. Uh
2: Hang on, hang on. I'm looking up how to say goodbye. You're going to butcher jeep- it. <laughs> it's getting me Arabic. Wada. God, am I saying that right? I don't think I can... Alwada? Alwada. Spell it. W-A-D-A-A, but the little voice man sounds like he's adding an L. Okay, goodbye hieroglyph is coming up with nothing. So just, just, just bye listeners. Bye.
0: See you later. Bye listeners. Have a good night. So long.